What's good, everybody? This is Silas from SilasBeats.info here with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode 35, and today I wanted to talk about the impact of giving back has, especially in in like an in, in industry like the hip hop industry. Um, we are in a place where we're growing rapidly, we're moving really, really fast, and it's important that people are putting things back as they found them. You know, um, it's a very, very simple concept of just adding value where you can because you know how and it's the right thing to do and by you adding value you're making the ecosystem a lot better um i know i realized a long time ago that i benefit if the ecosystem is better and we all do we benefit if more people understand the systems if more people understand how to register how to get their music played on radio there's just it's just the system just works better so what i've done around me is i've tried to create an ecosystem of my own of just understanding. The people around me all understand the game. They understand publishing. They understand uh, registration with Samro, Risa, Capasso. They understand how to design a website, how to, um, you know, go through graphic design. You know, all of the little things that work towards the ultimate thing, which is obviously the making of the music. It's easy to make. It's easy to learn how to make music I mean I need to rephrase that it's it's easy to just make music let me say it like that it's easy to just make music and that's what a lot of people do they just make music when I say that I'm not talking about the difficulty of making music because making music itself is difficult it's damn hard but most people just want to make music right no one actually wants to go over and above that and give back contribute to the community that they are in i'm just thinking like if if i had a studio and it's something that i do here if i had a studio and there are a lot of people that needed that recording service i would go out of my way to contribute by not necessarily doing things for free or you know working in that way but knowing that there's a lot of people that need to record a lot being able to say look i've got package deals and that's something that i do Right? I give out package deals because I understand the importance of people putting out a lot of good music. And I, it's okay. When you give back, you don't necessarily have to only give back. You, you can benefit yourself as well um, as, um, as, uh, as the artist or as the music producers, anybody who's involved. You can benefit as well. So I benefit in that I get more business. I get a lot more people coming to me because they understand that I understand the system. Right? People feel safer and they tr- they're more trustworthy around people who understand the system well. So this is why I say it's good to give back because what will end up happening is the game will give back to you. Right? Um, I also know that um, with regards to, like, I don't know, like if you are... If you're in a place where you have a little bit of clout or you have a little bit of uh, an extra understanding of something or you have an extra resource, you benefit by giving that little something back. And it doesn't have to always be monetary. I know, um, of a, and there's a lot more people um, uh, pitching up now. I know a lot of people who, are, who don't have like droves and droves of cash. They don't have a lot of money but what they do have is time. What they do have is awareness that if they give something to their community, that the community will give something back. Like, I'm just thinking about the people who um, hold um, uh, hip-hop events. 
I'm just thinking of back to the city. I actually wasn't able to make it today. My plate was so full and I was so tired, but I wasn't able to make it through to back to the city today. But I know the people that organize that, it's amazing. Not only because it's a massive festival and they're going to be earning a lot of money, but they are bringing acts to SA. They are giving people who are in this industry something to look forward to every year. We don't have a lot of, um, a lot of people giving back in the form of trying to have an event. Um, they, they are then rewarded. They're rewarded on so many levels. There are so many opportunities for people at Back to the City, from catering to marketing to... There's so many places where they can benefit, but it's because they've given back, right? And, like, it's just... It just helps the ecosystem so much. I know it sounds airy-fairy sometimes when you listen to people saying, oh, give back, you have to give back. And a lot of the time we think of giving back as giving back without taking anything it's okay make your cash get your fame do what you need to do but at the same time understand that you don't want to come through mess up the game for everybody else and then disappear that's destructive and it's, it's biting off the hand um it's, it's biting off the hand that that fed you initially right so there's there's that and i, I want to talk to um i want to talk to my producers just for a bit um working on um our our own craft Right. I want to talk to us not spending enough time trying to do things in a legit way. Right. Um, too many times people have hit me up and said, dude, can you recommend to me a good microphone and a good audio interface that's cheap? And I say to them, I'm like, what's your budget? And they'll give me a number, a very, very small number, and they'll say to me, this is all I've got, but I want to make the best music out there. Right there already, you have, you're holding yourself back. I don't know how, because all of our, fine, I'm not going to try and pretend to know everybody's financial situations. It's rough out there for some people. I get it, right? But music is one of those things where you make do with what you have, but if you can, you get better, right? Get better than you feel you need, because at the end of the day, it's going to help you create better quality music, right? And as music producers, it's your responsibility to one, know your craft, because what we do is very technical, right? We, it's very, very technical, it's very creative, but it's very, very technical as well. You need to understand the concepts that you're working with. Understand each thing. Don't just slap on a compressor. I know Azotope is nice. You just wanna throw ozone on. You want nectar there because you see it in tutorial videos. Um, you want outboard gear because you think it's the right thing to do. Um, and analog is great just because analog is great. No. Understand what each thing brings to the table. Understand. Don't just go out and buy a preamp. Understand why you need that preamp. That's going to be the way that you give back to the community. Because what's going to end up happening is two things are going to happen. One, you're going to teach people. Right? People are going to come in and they're going to ask you, what is compression? I get that question all the time. Dude, what is compression? I've had to, honestly, I've had to learn... Um, I've had to learn a very, very simple way of saying it. And that's how I give back to producers all the time. You know, so with something small like that, where I'm able to just say something like, look, compression works very, very simply. What it does is it takes the highest levels um, of, of a recording. So the loudest parts of the recording, it dips the volume of the, the loudest parts of a recording down and then does an overall gain, um, depending on a, on a specific uh, ratio as well as the, the, the original threshold that you had set, right? Then I can go in and I can start explaining the knobs. 
that's not something I learned at school. I didn't go to school for any of this, but I understand that by me knowing that, I'm able to explain it better. Plus, you know things better. You just, you know things better for yourself. I can work with any kind of compressor. I don't have to have a specific tube tech compressor or I have to have an FET, whatever it is, compressor on me for me to know how that specific one works, right? Now, that's the one thing that happens. The other thing that happens is that you cultivate your community. If you are working out of a community where your work is, like, in general, the studios around you struggle to give out quality, um, they struggle to give out quality product. Why not be the change, right? Just be that change. Be the person who is giving out the best quality work in your neighborhood, right? I always say to people, own your hood. That your hood needs to be, for you to step out of your hood and become big and become famous, don't just take from the industry. Don't just say, look, I'm here to do my thing, create my music, release my song so that everyone else can hear and support me. That's not how it works. It's never going to be how, how it works. You have to, there has to be some sort of outwardness to your process to get outwardness in your results. You're going to need to give out information. You're going to need to give out good... Um, uh, if you want your hood to, to, to hear, to, to respect you, you're going to need to give back to them. Um, there's a bunch of rappers I know from the Eastern Cape that I know have been giving back. They might be older, they might be, you might consider them OGs, it doesn't matter, but I've seen how much they've given. And for that sheer fact, they garner a lot of respect, right? So, that was the first thing, that was the first set of things I wanted to say to producers. The other thing was um, authenticity in your, um, in your programming. Right? We talk about piracy all the time and how it's damaging. We all know that piracy is damaging because remember, someone's out there and they're trying to, um, they're trying to make a living out of this thing. Right? They have created a piece of software and yes, I'm going to go there. I'm going there. Um, they've created a piece of software and they have, uh, you know, they put their blood, sweat and tears into it and sure, they might become well-known, but it's not for us to go in and just crack the software. This is why they've had to become really, really um, dogged in their way of authenticating or limiting access. Don't think of um, putting uh, registration codes and ha ha having, you, having you go onto the internet to register your products that you buy or that you crack, right? Um, don't think of it as them being, as them trying to stop your progress. Remember, you're getting all of this stuff for free anyway, right? They're not benefiting in any way. And because we are an, untru an untrustworthy bunch, they've had to go this way, right? If they were clearly making enough, I, one, one company that suffers hardcore is FL Studio. Now, I'm not gonna preach and say it like I wasn't a part of that. I, I was. I completely was a part of that. And there's still certain things where I feel as though I could be better. I remember I, I had a studio much like everybody else's where I was benefiting, making hundreds of thousands of rands. But it was, um, it wasn't genuine. Like I wasn't being a good person about it. Um, like FL Studio suffers, Image Line suffers. And what they're doing now, they actually, they've gotten, they've clearly, they've needed to get a crackdown team to go online and what they've started doing is they've started calling people out and they've started saying we're going to take legal action because we see you here on the net doing um uh what's this doing t either tutorial videos uh my guy curtis king he put out a video if you if you look him up he put out a video where he s spoke about how image line contacted him and in the top left hand corner 
when he opened up an FL Studio project, it said Team A, right? And if, if you're not aware of Team A, they're a, they're a team of people who crack um, music-related software, quite a bit of it. Now, they hit him up and said, hey, you need to get a copyrighted version. Otherwise, you can't... Like, he was making even more money because he was getting uh, tens of thousands of views on his YouTube videos for cracked software. And he was doing projects on cracked software where he was making money on those projects and he was making money on the YouTube views. And YouTube was super, super against uh, piracy. So he had to jump in. He actually said, don't worry, guys. Like, don't keep the videos out there. I'm waiting. I owe it to myself and I owe it to my community that I'm trying to uplift to do this the right way. I need to do this the right, the right way. He went, he purchased his copy, and the moment he did that, doors started to open for him. Not only with ImageLine, but with other people. All of a sudden, people want to work with him more, and this is an opportunity for him to make even more money than what he was making before, right? So you see, when you give back and when you do the right thing, then you end up, you end up benefiting, right? Um, I know with my with my sound. I remember I, I was making. I, I remember when I was still working my nine to five. There was a month where I made um, I made a lot of money. Right, and what I the one thing I decided I would do. This was in two thousand and sixteen, I think it was. Um, so two years back, I decided I'm gonna buy um, FL Studio. I started to feel bad. I've got a very strong conscience. Um, I started to feel bad, and I was like, I'm making a lot of money out of these people. Um, I decided to go and buy a real copy of it. So you can go into image, image lines, whatever it is, and um, I do have a, a whole account there. And it helped me understand FL Studio and how it works a lot better. Um, a lot of people say it's a, it's a buggy piece of software, but I understand, um, I understand what the original people were going for when they were making it. Right? So I understand image line better, I feel better, um, I'm not ducking whenever, you know, I know people that panic whenever they have to do stuff online because now they're worried that they've got a, um, a, a version that's not legit, right? From there, I, uh, it's actually happened a lot this year. I've been doing it a lot this year and then end of last year where I decided I was going to step up and I was going to buy some VSTs, right? Buying VSTs has to be the best decision I've ever made. Through me buying VSTs, we, we all think that there's just, you know, it's Purity, Nexus, Omnisphere. There's very, very few plugins out there. But in actual fact, there are so many. There are so many plugins out there that are, there's just different companies making all kinds of plugins. So I went on to these companies' actual websites. I'm telling you now the one thing that pirates, pirates like, you know, you and how I was, do is we don't go to the original sites. Right? We don't go to the image line site. We don't go to the output site, the ADSR site, you know, the native instrument site. We don't go to the actual websites. And their websites have so much free stuff, right? But we don't go there ever. And then also, they've got some really nice plugins that help you make your sound super unique. I've got plugins I know no one else is ever going to have, purely because I know no one else is going to fork out 2K for a plugin. And you might think, ah, 2K, 3K, I can't be spending that much on a plugin. To hell with that. You're making money. This is if you are making money. If you're not, then it becomes tough, a bit tougher. But these people out here making gang cash that will never step out of their uh, comfort zone and say, look, I'm going to actually invest, right? Cool. Investing in yourself to give back to the community, and that's how you benefit. Now, 
with regards to artists, I'm sure I've, I've, I've rambled on so long that if there is a single artist who's still listening, then they're probably super confused. But to people who function as artists as well, cutting corners does not improve the industry. If, a, if there's a beat maker and they ha their policy is to sell their beats and take royalties, don't undercut them. That's how they run their business. Leave them to do what they do. The people that come to me and say things like, dude, I, I don't want to pay you uh, twice. I don't want to pay you for the beat and then pay you royalties. Firstly, th that is a twisted way of thinking. That's not how it works. You're not paying me anything. It's my intellectual property on the beat. I'm not selling it, blah, 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 right? But also understand that because you have to pay for promotion, marketing, and all those other things, right? It's tough. It's rough on you as the artist. But understand that you're not the only person in this ecosystem. The artist is not the main person in this ecosystem. You get session guitarists, you get session vocalists that might need to come in. You get publishers, you get PR agents, distribution companies that need to come in. You've got music producers, sound engineers. Everybody needs to eat at the end of the day. And just, I know with producers, they, oh, they all get money at certain points. Producers make money at the point of the beat being sold and then royalties. That is it. Um, publishers make money on the royalties that are received by the artist or their set of clients. Right? Distributors make money when people come to them and ask for their services. Artists make money at the point of um, CD sale, whether digital or physical. They make money at the point of royalty. They make money at gigs, endorsements, sponsorships. They also are in the limelight. They, they are, sorry, they're in the spotlight, meaning that they are, the ability to generate awareness is a lot easier. If I was an artist, I, I feel as though I'd be a little bit bigger than I was because I'd be forced to step behind a camera. I'd be forced to be you know, in front of people a whole lot more than I am. I know I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm just saying that that's my job. I, prim my job primarily happens in front of people if I'm an artist, right? And now you have an ecosystem of a whole host of people who want to improve. I want to improve my studio. No one is sitting in their backroom or bedroom studio saying, I'm happy where I am, right? That never happens. They always want to improve themselves. And the only way they can improve themselves is if there's more money in the pot, right? So when artists pay me, they, I want them to know that when they're paying me, I'm using that money. Sure, I'm using it to live and continue doing what I'm doing. But at the same time, I'm using it to uplift the entire game by giving people better mixes, by, by learning more things and helping people out, by you know, just doing more for the people around me. And then what that does, what's so funny about this method is that um, the more I give, the more I tend to receive. I don't know, the more time I spend helping people doing Q&A sessions, answering people's questions, whether they be monotonous or new and fresh, answering people's questions, uh, taking phone calls, taking meetings, putting up with people sometimes when I don't really feel like I want to. By the more I do that, the more I benefit. Not just because I feel better, but more opportunities arise. That person who was asking me for ad advice on how you know, Sam Rowan Publishing works, this week needs a beat and recording, and that's instantly an extra, who knows, maybe 4K in my pocket. But it's because I did that initial step of going in and saying, look, this is how you do this and this and that, 
and this is how I benefit, right? So never, never look to, never feel as though you're too good to give back, whether you're an artist, whether you're a music producer. Always, there's always room for you to improve, not just yourself, but the industry that you're in, right? So uh, if you have any questions, uh, you can hit me up on business at silasbeats.info. Uh, you can hit me up on WhatsApp as well. Um, my number is, uh, for, for those people living in South Africa, it's 074-605-7360. Um, if it's not, then instead of using the zero, use the country code plus 27. So it would be plus 27 uh, 72-605-7360. And then you can hit me up there. We can keep the conversation going. Uh, you can also head through to my website, which is www.silencebeats.info, and we can keep the conversation going there. Peace.